everyone, welcome to this episode of Talking Out About. Um, today I am joined by the wonderful Philip, so welcome to the show, Philip. Thank you for having me on, I appreciate it. Well, you're more than welcome, I think. I hope I don't put you off already. Um, <laughs> so um, let's just start right at the beginning, if that's okay with you. Sure um, thing. FND. Mm. And you, what, what's, the, what's the relationship between the pair of you? <laughs> so, funny enough, I actually commented on your page two years ago. Oh, did I, you? Yeah, when I just had my first diagnosis, I've shared and commented a bunch. I know you've seen over the last couple of years. Yeah, but I commented I like I reckon, this sounds yeah. weird, a really big head. I thought I recognised your name when you when you yeah. messaged me, and I was like, I swear I know who he is. Yep, I've been like, I've been on it for quite a while. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So two years ago, I very first message on the page because I just got my diagnosis. Oh, I and I forgot to reply to your message. We you said you want to send me a message with some info because I was still so lost at the time. I still am. It's two years um removed since i first started having all my tests and i'm still learning and still lost i'm still i've degraded a lot over the last two years yeah however the story goes back a lot further than that okay. um so um yeah as a name is phil and i've been suffering with symptoms for fnd for probably 10 15 years maybe slightly longer but i didn't know about it fnd yeah. for me is something that's not brand new as it were but it's something that's progressively gotten worse until i could no longer ignore it by me uh, and there's a, there's a point basically where my life changed and fine enough as i said to you earlier i was listening to your last episode with susie yeah. a great episode and <laughs> she also said there was a day i woke up and my life changed yes and for me that also happened but i'll get to that because unfortunately it's a kind of a bit of a meandering winding road to get to where well, i got we, to that's fine we've we no problem we can go down a little winding road <laughs> not an issue at all <laughs> no so the, i will preface this by starting with the fact that um as much as i pushed back at the beginning fnd is also related to mental health the two do go hand in hand they are interlinked mm -hmm. uh, and i've i've been suffering I've been diagnosed and suffering with chronic um, obsessive compulsive disorder, anxiety, depression, um, autism, and other bits and pieces. Um, diagnosed quite early on. I mean, I got my OCD diagnosis when I was um, 15, and I'm, I'm 31 now. So for me, it's been over half my life. Yeah. Um, and I've been suffering long before that. So it's important to remember that although they are separate entities, they are intertwined. So I had some, I had mental trauma go along with that. However, for me, the physical aspect um, started, I think the very first thing I can probably account it to was when I was at college. Okay. Um, now, my father, um, basically, when he was a kid, he fell off a tree and he fell onto concrete on his back. Mm. And since then, he suffered with a syndrome. I can't remember the name of it, but basically the muscles and tissues surrounding your chest expand um causing your ribcage to contract and you struggle to breathe it doesn't last very long but it's a yeah. it just happens every now and again now i've i was at college and fine i've actually had a, a blunt impact basically um i was working at a fish and chip shop taking down a huge order i i used to work at a fish and chip shop. yeah that's my very first proper job and the, the box <laughs> so basically funny. fell corner first into my chest oh gosh now i then suffered a little bit afterwards with this uh, pain. I and we kind of thought it might be that. And I had a few experiences from there on about that with this just this the chest issue. Mm. Now I thought that was just to do with that. I thought it was solely linked to that. But the problem is I've had problems with my knees, my backs, my hips. When I was three years old, I got diagnosed with Perthes disease and ate away half the hip ball in my uh, right hip joint. Oh my goodness! So I couldn't walk. But when oh. I was three years old, basically I fell over and couldn't get up again. I was in oh traction for six weeks. I had a lot of treatment. And x-rays and all sorts of things so basically my body's never been entirely healthy mm. um so and i got told that when i was younger i could basically suffer with arthritis 
20 years down the line but however when you're three years old 15 to 20 years is 18 to 22 or yeah. 23 you know what i mean it's it's quite the window shrinks so yeah. i was having bits and pieces like that and what i was saying earlier, there's some bits for me that i thought was normal for every human being i thought when you went to sleep at night when you went to bed that you're supposed to get pins and needles from head to toe i thought that that was normal i thought that was just because you've okay. been exerting yourself throughout the day that that's just how you felt that was just normal because for me that was normality yeah. i thought when you yawned you're supposed to spasm so for me i i've had um various muscles all over spasm well for as long as i can remember i thought this okay. was normal so there's a lot that i just thought was normality yeah and now i also started then to experience a bit of uh weakness as well my my knees specifically started getting bad um now unfortunately for me that my life changed in 2018 so i used to work in film and tv so i was a trainee grip now grip works everything below the camera so tracking tripods dollies cranes that sort of thing i used to be able to push a 200 kilo dolly like it was nothing mm. now i can't even walk up my own stairs without you know assistance it's kind of a mm. a big stark change now unfortunately yeah. i suffered rather a large mental health breakdown in 2018 um and it you know, nearly ended my own life it was not pretty but here i am to this day still luckily yeah. um thank god i am i have an amazing partner i have um a life that although isn't what i want it to be at least it's something um well, i would like to say that i'm very glad you're still here <laughs> thank so, you. yeah I'm, um, I'm very i'm very glad you're still mm. here and um, you're able to talk about it and share your story with not just me but everyone else that listens so thank you so much for sharing that no, it's, 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 it's felt but it's, it's appreciated <laughs> if that's the right yeah no I, I appreciate it um but anyway so unfortunately so i had that the mental health breakdown that was in the october of 2018 um i got a therapist a very good one who i still see weekly to this day she's mm -hmm. fantastic we've been working hard at going over the mental health stuff now that's that's the mental health history for you but unfortunately basically i left work at that point i needed time to recover i needed yeah. to be set because uh, it was a large mental breakdown it wasn't a small one unfortunately it was a it was a huge one mm -hmm. and it takes time yeah. now you then fast forward to christmas 2019 and it's been just over a year and i'm thinking you know what it's time I'm trying to get my life back in order, taking a sabbatical, as it were. Hmm. Maybe it's time to get back to things. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, COVID hit. Now, yeah. the problem then is, and I know Susie again finding that same problem. No one wants to bloody touch you when it's um, when you're going through tests and COVID because they don't want to transfer anything. Yeah. But I, so this is the thing. So, funny enough, I'm exhausted at the weekend this weekend for specific reasons. So I play a miniatures game competitively called Star Wars X-wing. I've been playing it for six, seven years now. Yeah. Uh, and I've been playing competitively for at least five of those years. When I say competitively, this weekend was the unofficial world championships for for teams, uh, for the national mm -hmm. teams. So I've just come yeah. off playing for the Irish national team. Oh um, it's my second time playing for them, funny enough. Uh, although I'm English, um, I played as a mercenary to make up numbers, but I'm a good enough player to be on the national team. Um, yeah. I've placed highly at UK events, the rest of it. You know, oh the last big thing I did was um, back in 2020, just before everything hit in February, uh, I placed top 32 at the UK Open, which was 487 players. Oh my God. So that's, it's that's impressive. So it's something I've enjoyed for many years. And I've had, mm. a, luckily, a good family around me for that in terms of players. The reason why I bring this up is basically I was suffering. And like, when I was at work, I was having migraines. And I was mm. suffering from migraines a little one. They thought it was doing my liver. I had some tests. Um, it's always my weight. It's always a fatty liver. But mainly the migraines were fine. And I walked up to a paramedic when I was on uh, on a job and he said, 
effing hell, I've seen Casper the Ghost more colour than you. What, What's wrong? I hadn't yeah. even said anything yet. And I, and I explained it so there's a migraine. It's the only day I've ever been sent home from work. I went back the next day and they sent me home again because I was still too ill to work. But, mm. yeah, I needed the paycheck. Um, yeah. But I've been suffering with these migraines and things. And my migraines have started to come back and my, the spasms are getting a bit worse and things. So I was like, yes, the migraines are migraines. At this point, he's going to see them. Now, unfortunately for my... Um, so I, I take a, a raft of medication mainly for my mental health. I take mm. uh, phenogram that's twice a day. I take metazapine and I take amitriptyline. Now, amitriptyline is a nerve age, uh, nerve pain um, okay. killer. It's very, very good. On, and you'll find a lot of people with FND are prescribed, or anyone with a neurological disorder is prescribed amitriptyline for yeah. pain relief. I've, I've had quite a few people um, say that they've been put on medication, and now, yet some people like myself have been. Ha we, I've it, never had anything. Yeah. Now, for me, the thing is, though, it doesn't really. It works, but it works unfortunately for my mental health. So the, the, the dosage they give me is fifty milligrams. The average mm. dose is ten. So oh. they can't really give me anything specific for the FND. If I don't take my medication, I can't sleep. And also my FND does get worse. Like the, it, it basically, the white noise as it were increases. It's quite bad. Yeah. So I'm glad at least I had it. But anyway, so I, I, the, the thing is though, I had the metazapine fine for originally just to counter side effects for these migraines, but mm. it's there for a different reason, but it's all good. But these migraines are getting worse and worse. I can suffer with them for like up to 10, 11 days at a time. Oh my it's God. Not, it's not fun. Um, right. and the problem is with me, it feels like my eye has been pushed out of its socket when I have, when I have a mm -hmm. migraine. Now, I found out this year, annoyingly, that all my FNDs end up causing me nerve damage in my eyes, and I think it's because of these spasms and because of the fact that they do have that fear of being pushed out, so all the muscles behind are contracting and spasming, so it's done damage to my eyes. Which, oh, gosh. Yeah, which they're like, yeah, could be repaired or you could go blind we'll see I'm like, okay grand thank you like, that amazing that's really good news thank you for telling me that yes yeah <laughs> well the bombshell of the fnd though came after this so i went in to talk about my migraines and i was like you know what it's getting it's getting bad it's really not fun hmm. um let's do my liver and stuff but i was sat there and i've been having pins and needles and bits and pieces and weaknesses and everything else for a while anyway um but i remember very clearly i was basically given this drug uh sumatriptan for my migraines mm. i took one turns out i'm allergic to it which i didn't know until oh. i took it you don't know these things until you try them it basically no. i was i was nearly knocked out on the floor of my kitchen had a paramedic come out i was fine oh. but i was trying to figure out what was wrong and i'd sat and i remember as clear as day my conservatory with a couple i sat for about eight hours with pins mm. and needles down my left arm i went this has now become a problem this isn't yeah. normal now, the reason okay. why I bring X-Wing up is very, very specific in quite a funny way. So okay. I went out with a friend of mine to go and play that evening. And I'd had an e-consult in the morning for a doctor. And I missed a phone call. But I get a phone call. I'm in, I'm in Basingstoke, which is up the road from where I live, from the doctor in the evening. They go, where are you? So well, I'm out. So we want to send you to A&E. I'm like, okay, fine. So my friend who was with me literally took me to hospital. Um, and I had to go and get some tests done. It's the first bit of testing I had done. In the end, I had... I'll get onto the story eventually, but it's quite a lot. And I'll, it's quite funny because, again, listening to back, people talk about the amount of blood they had taken. I still remember how much blood they've taken. <laughs> Obsessive compulsive disorder for you here. You, you do focus on things. Anyway, not the point. Um, like he was, my friend Phil, who took me, was very, very lovely and very, very kind. He went back. He finished what he was doing. He went home. He came up. He brought me a cable for a phone charger. And then he went home again, and he was, he literally said, he was, the whole thing was like, call me basically as soon as I send you home. I phoned up 45 minutes later, which 
he lives a little further than where I live. So it was taking him 45 minutes to get back. So he mm. literally walked through the door and I phoned him up and he had to come back and get me. Oh. And he rocks up and in his car, he had a pasty for me and a toothbrush. He was like, I didn't know if you're going to stay. So the first thing I thought, if I've been sat for four hours, I'd want food. And in well, case you stay, here's a toothbrush. <laughs> so he brought me a toothbrush and food and uh, a plug to charge my phone in case that anything had changed. So yeah. it's one wonderful thing that he did. But I got to take it because my folks were away at the point. So I'd, um, I'd come home and I still live at home. And a lot of it's to do with now the FND as well as the mental health. It's just been unfortunate what happens when you can't work. It's just mm. a thing. Um, but I then go, okay, this is this really isn't good. And I go back to the doctors. Um, and I walked in there. I told, I told them about what was going on. And I just, I'd had one cranial nerve test when I was up at the hospital. They sat me down and did another cranial nerve test. And they went, hmm. They went, I was like, what? They went, no, nothing really. Um, how did you get here? I went, oh, I, I, I drove, of course. Went, cool, because we want to send you up to A&E. Okay, how are you going to get there? I'll drive. No, we want to send you up there to, for your head, so you're not driving. Oh. Yeah, we think this could be neurological. Oh. You're like, great. Okay. Okay. So they take me up, and this is in the June of 2020. So <laughs> lockdown, full swing at this point. Yeah. Like, it's ghost town up there kind of thing. Yeah. Like, don't leave your house unless you absolutely have to. Pretty like, much. Food deliveries, all those sorts yep. of things. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I got taken in. And when I got up there, they were, look, we want to basically give you an MRI. However, if we send you home, you'll have to wait another two, three weeks. So if we keep you in, we might be able to squeeze you in the next couple of days. Went, yeah. Grand. Keep me in. Yeah. I remember it because I basically was like, it's a Monday. I was supposed to be playing D&D. So luckily we're playing it over Discord and stuff. So I literally sat there on Discord. Um able to play it from hospital. Yeah, in my hospital playing D D. Like the phone was plugged in just above me and I was <laughs> sat there with my headphones in. I said like, I'm not gonna do much. I ended up running the whole session effectively because I was just lost in the zone. I had old people staring at me whilst I'm killing people. I'm like, look, <laughs> leave me the hell alone. I'm I don't want to be here, but I have to be here. Yeah, you're making me be here, I'm here, like it's okay, we're good. Like, yeah. we're Let's just do this. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, so I cracked on that. And I was in there for a couple of days and I took some blood, more cranial nerve tests. And they put me in for the, uh, they gave me a chest x-ray and then they put me in for the MRI and then they sent me home. But on the, um, on the discharge summary, um, they would talk about the fact that uh, for my cranial nerve test, I have diminished to no reactions in everything except my ankles. Oh my which goodness. Is, yeah, I have no reactions. It's, it's bad. Um, oh, wow. I've never been very good at it. But anyway, my reactions have always been kind of off. But now I know why. It's mm. they are terrible. I have diminished to no reactions. So if you hit my knee, for example, I won't kick out. It just won't do. It won't work because it's just not what happens. And they did the same test of the close your eyes. And I sway on the spot. I have no gait or balance. Mm. Um, and yeah, when I was up there, they, the the neurologist was like, I think you've got FND. But at the same time, we think it could also be peripheral neuropathy. Now, yeah. peripheral neuropathy is a lot worse. Basically, that means your nerve endings die off and there's nothing you can do about it. It will just kill them off slowly but surely and quite painfully yeah. as well. Yeah. And I was like, but the FND, no one knows what the hell it is. I'm like, well, at least if they know what it is, it can at least be worked on. So please don't let it be something they don't know. Yeah. But they went, look, we want to give you a nerve conductive study and an EMG. Now, I don't know if you've had an EMG or a nerve conductive study. What What are those? Because I haven't. And you're so, very knowledgeable. So please share. What, what is that? And what do they actually do? Right. It's a little bit like daunting. Trigger warning for okay. anyone who doesn't like needles. Oh, great. So I'll just pretend I'm listening at this point, yeah? <laughs> uh, yeah. So. <laughs> no, it's fine. Go for it. An EMG is kind of painful, but an EMG is electromolygraph. 
So basically, they pump electricity through you, and it will make you spasm on Nothing. purpose. Now okay. they rack it up, and they, they tell you it's going to hurt, but they need to see basically how your reactions are in terms of the, the actual nerve endings, not your physical reactions. It's how the spasms react to it they want to see it they want to amp it up to see what happens mm. um the nerve conductive study is the not fun one now do you play an instrument at all uh i used to very badly play keyboard does that count? okay yes it does <laughs> for, for this example for anyone who's listening who is under the age of 10 and hasn't ever used a headphone socket well this might not make <laughs> sense but you know when you plug an electric instrument in or headphones yeah. you have a slight crack as you plug it in it makes that cracking noises connecting yeah well imagine your arm okay. is the electrical instrument right your fingers are the strings okay. and the needle they stick about two inches deep into you well, yeah is that plug okay so right. you basically get plugged in electricity pumped through you and they tap your fingers to see how well the nerves conduct electricity Okay. So basically, think that you're plugging a guitar, except it's your arm. The needle, as I said, is quite long. It's about two inches deep in. It's not fun. There's, none of these tests are fun. It doesn't um, sound fun. No. Nor is an MRI. I know you've, again, I know you experienced that one. For me, they didn't I'm... tell you to shut your eyes. For me, there was a case of, they bung music, and I just sat there and just went, okay. Yeah, I don't no, care. The, I, I think I reached out on my page and went, has mm. anyone had one? What do I do? What's mm. the best thing? And someone said, close your eyes as soon as you're, like, laid down. And I did that, and I was like absolutely will not open my eyes no, i looked up to the mirror and i looked around me i was fine but then again i'm kind of uh no i'm used to like mechanical stuff and electricity and like yeah. when i was working was, I'm, my job was mechanical based basically so it's the yeah. tracking tripods dollies and stuff so i like mechanics so i, I don't give a damn for yeah. me i'm down like great bring it on because it means you're looking into me you're looking to find out what's wrong yeah so bring it the hell on give me as many yeah. things you want i don't care how painful it's i don't care how long it takes if i'm Just here it means you care and that's yeah. that was my attitude going into it. And I think it's the mm -hmm. attitude I recommend for anybody going through it is don't give a damn what they do. If they don't do enough, stand on the table and scream and kick until they do. Because if they don't, they will never find out. Yeah. And I was going through all this. My dad was also going through something similar. He couldn't feel his lower um, part of his body. Mm. Ended up having a tumor on his spine. They removed it. It was oh benign, goodness. but they ended up having to remove it. And funny enough, he was getting rid of his walking stick just as I needed one. So I kind of just took it over. Um... <laughs> he, was just, he was like preparing it for you. He so that, pretty you know, much it was. was. Really, it was really worn in and like it wasn't going to yeah. and everything like that. No. It was just practicing for you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That was the hospital one. Then unfortunately, my grandfather passed away last year and I ended up with a couple of his walking sticks. That's all right. He, was, he did a very long life. He was 91. Like he had a very good life. Um, but he had a normal walking stick and I've got a really fancy cane with a proper sterling silver top and everything. So that's where we're going that one. So I recently took my girlfriend out for her birthday to see the cursed child in London. Mm. And, um, I had my fancy cane for that day. So I'm like, although, oh although I could have used the wheelchair, which I will get onto in a bit. It was nice just to kind of be, if I'm going to be like this, sometimes I want to just own it and just be more yeah. me. Yeah. Uh, and something you will see from me for this entire conversation and more colors, that's just how I view my life. Is sometimes, okay, fine. If you're going to do this, let me do it on my own terms. Yeah. No, I get that. I think you've got to, like, if FND can take so much from you, you mm. kind of want to claw back bits where you can and be like, no, this is this exactly. Is just me. I'm going to get this. Exactly. And there's bits I'm going to get onto where I have to be constantly reminded of the fact that I am ill and I shouldn't push myself. I've been <laughs> told off say... by, my, by my friends, by my girlfriend by um my family yeah by myself 
Mm. You know, I have to have words with myself going, you are doing too much, Phil. I'm like, well. But I feel good is... today, so I'm just going to do it anyway. And then you're exactly. like. Ah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I do that all the time. Exactly. Um... And then it's, it's, yeah, it's then going, okay, how much recovery time can I factor in? It's the case of this is going to cost me X amount of days. Like how, yeah. like what's the worth? What's the payoff here? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I went in for those, those tests and I ended up coming out of it all and they went look they took 19 vials of blood in the end oh my so, gosh that's yeah. a lot of blood as i said i did remember this because you kind of fixate it 19 vials of blood an emg a um nerve conductive study chest x-ray and mri oh my plus gosh. plus i think it was like nine cranial uh nerve exams oh my God. to find out and I, I basically i didn't stop i didn't give up i was like you're not giving me an answer here yeah and I don't like this. It took me until November. So it took me seven months from start to finish, basically, to get it done, which yeah. is actually quite a short period of time. In comparison but to some people I've spoken to, that's really quite quick. It is. But the reason why is because I didn't shut up. I didn't give up. I didn't kind of go, OK, you're going to give me this appointment in six months time. No, this isn't good enough. Mm. And I went, OK, you'll put me on the next availability. You'll put me on a, on a cancellation because mm. I didn't give up. I didn't go, no. All right, it's fine. I'll 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 cope with this. It's like no, I need to find out what the hell is wrong with me so I can yeah. try and figure out what's going on in my life because I was getting worse. Yeah. Um, and yeah, by the time I got to that November, I finally my diagnosis, and then I went through the whole PIP process, which is another nightmare. Um, anyone who suffers and who's thinking about going through PIP, be prepared. It <laughs> is not fun. You <laughs> won't get it. And I say that quite candidly because I only. <laughs> Only last month did I finally get everything sorted, mm -hmm. and I started in November of 2020. It's not. It's not an easy process. No, it's taken me nearly two years, and I. It took me. So I had my original paperwork go in. I then had to do a mandatory reconsideration. Then I had to go for a court of appeal, um, and then I had to go through a change of circumstances just to get the standard. I had the standard daily living by the time I was done with the mandatory reconsideration, but it took me until change of circumstances and another assessment all which were by the phone by the way because no one mm. will see you um yeah. to get the um mobility side so it's taken me that long two yeah. and a half years basically everything sorted um so yeah if you're gonna go for pip go to systems advice bureau get them to help you fill out the original form and be prepared to wait because it'll take you forever yeah um but anyway so i kind of so by the time i got to that november i was done i had take i finally found out what was wrong with me and it said mm. look it's not gonna kill you yeah but the problem is when i the, the people when it comes to fnd like they keep telling you the good news is it can get better it can just go away but there's no set timeline you were might you be lucky were you told that yes however okay. however the problem is they told me that to my face but when i put my paperwork in for my uh pip my neurologist said it although it could improve the prognosis is not good for oh. me, it's for me, it's a yeah. It's not going to kill me, but at the same time, I will never have the same quality of life I once had. So I used to yeah. push two hundred kilo dollars like there were nothing. Yeah. And now, uh, now in a wheelchair for when I go out the house, basically. Yeah. I, uh, any big days out, ninety percent of them I'm in a wheelchair for. Yeah. And that's now that's only happened this year. I've okay. I've degraded over the last two years, and the weaknesses I've only fallen over now, mainly this year. But I started falling over last year. Mm. Um, and I've had to ask for more help. And what what has uh, what I hated for all of the years 
is I thought that paralysis was also totally normal. I thought when you were exhausted, you're supposed to be para you know, paralyzed for a little while. Yeah. I thought when you're because... in bed, you're supposed to be welded together, not be able to move when you were tired. Yeah. Well, no, I get paralysis. I'm sat in the chair for two hours and can't move. I can't, I can barely breathe. I can barely do anything. Um, that must be very, um, very scary. Scary is not the, it doesn't feel like it's disconcerting. Yeah. That's a good word. Disconcerting. Like it is. It's word. very disconcerting when you know what's going on and you can't do anything about it. Yeah. And I have periods again where I can just look at my arm. It won't move. I'm like, I know there's a connection there. I can feel it. Yeah. I have to literally pick up and drop it for them to reestablish a connection. Yeah. It's like, for example, we're recording this over the internet. Like, if the internet dropped out for a brief second, you'd have to just refresh it. It's that kind of. Yeah. And the way, again, I know this had it for the episode, last episode with Susie. I know it's how it's explained to a lot of people. Mm. I get it. A lot of people, they it takes them a while. But my hardware is absolutely fine. The software is broken. Yeah. And that's the thing. Software can be reset, which is why they say there is a possibility it could get better. But also at the same time, you could just glitch and you could get worse. And it could be. And yeah, for me, my yeah, I've degraded over the last two and a half years. Mm. So I now can never go back to what I was doing. And yeah. that for me, I worked 20 years to get there. Um, that must be incredibly difficult to like have that and be like, I can't. Yeah, I haven't really, I've only really accepted it over the last kind of six months as it were. Yeah, it was quite a big thing to accept though. Like it would take yeah. time to kind of get, it takes time to get your head around a diagnosis of anything, let alone mm. then that, well, I can't go back to the job I was doing that I worked yeah. so hard for for so long. Yeah. Like, it's not an easy adjustment at all. No, it's like when I'm playing, I have to have people do things for me because like my hands are shaking far too much. Mm. The fact that one of the biggest giveaways is the fact that I can't use power tools or anything that vibrates. Mm. Um, because the nerves get set off far too badly. I end up with, like, white finger. I end up with cramps and pains and yeah. spasms because the, the nerves can't take it. Yeah, and the best way my neurologist described it because when I had my nerve conductor study come back, I went and in my EMG, like your nerve, central nervous system is in fantastic condition, mm. which is a, a good thing because for me it means well it's just functioning too well, it yeah. is just over functioning. So my nervous system apparently is in great shape, which is annoying because yeah, it means that it's firing far too much. I mean, I'm in a lot of pain, a lot of spasms, a lot of awfulness, mm. and it is suffering because my basically my that one part of my body happens to be good it's um into overdrive with it yeah and there's also other symptoms as well like for example i get hearing loss from time to time mm. uh, i get blurry vision from time to time the hearing loss is the most disconcerting one it's usually after i've um exerted myself quite a lot mm. um and it's one of those things of yeah you i do any activity then if afterwards i can sit there and just lose my hearing because i get extremely loud ringing in my ears for a brief brief period it goes away fairly quickly it's not permanent Mm. it's not like tinnitus but it's it's, it's, it's still it's still there enough that you're like yeah. yep that's there that hurts yep, yep no, exactly that, that's that. the thing same for the spasms same for the, the weaknesses and everything else but those just infuriate yep. me when i fall over and then my knees give out it's like it's just like really <laughs> and that's that's Why a doing this Why yeah now? <laughs> yeah but it's a lot of it's just oh that feeling you've got just really come on can i not just have five minutes where i don't be yeah. like this because i just be me that's why on days i had a wonderful day about three weeks ago now my girlfriend came down now she has a six-year-old he's wonderful i love this i love the kid mm. and we'd waited about three months before we told him who i was effectively because mm. first relationship since split with his dad wanted yeah. to wait i totally respected that 
we're across, we had a family barbecue. And I went across the field and I ended up playing football with him for about 45 minutes. Mm. And I fell over at the end of it because I couldn't stand. And then we told him it was a wonderful conversation. We went back into the house. It was really nice. But then I fell over three more times afterwards. My body just went, you can't do this and just collapsed. I went, yeah. And my, I was sat there and she was looking at me. I was like, look, I got to be me for a little while. And that's what she knew. She understood. And that's why she, she const- she's my rock. She constantly reassures me going, you get to be you. We went to um, LFCC a little while ago. It was the first time she'd seen me in a wheelchair. Mm. And she was absolutely happy with it. She's fine with it. And there's a moment where I held me on her. And I cried afterwards because for me, I only held it for a few seconds before my hands, my arms started shaking. I had to put it down. Mm. But that brief, brief second, there was me again. I could lift yeah. things. I could do things. Yeah. And she knew. Yeah. She knew. And for anyone who's listening, anybody like yourself who has someone in their life who cares for them, be their husband or wife or girlfriend, uh, boyfriend, they, them, family members, friends, anybody, even those who you think aren't listening, who genuinely care more than you know. Yes. Yeah. One of those people is going to understand. One of those people is going to remind you that when you get those brief moments, it's you're nothing's changed. You just get to be you for that little bit. Basically, everything else melts away. Nothing has ever changed. You're just you again. That hasn't left you. It's just different. And it's that reminder that you are still okay. You are still you. And I had this. I was, again, I went to an event earlier this year and I felt off. I couldn't walk to the restaurant. It's like 50 meters away. Mm-hmm. And my friend of mine, who I hadn't seen in two years because of COVID, was like, well, again, nothing's changed. You're still you. It's just you're broken. That's <laughs> it. You're just you, but you're broken. Okay. And everyone I see is just like, we didn't realize how bad it got, but give me a hug, tell me you love me. And it's like, Nothing changes. You're still you. It's just you don't work. You know, that's it. And that's the way it's, it sounds harsh, but actually it's the truth. It's just, all right, you just misfunction. That's all it is. You're not working normally. Yeah. You're still you. It's just, but it takes a while to accept that. It takes a while to accept a lot of things. I still struggle with it. I still struggle with a lot of things. Um, you chuck in the mental health. It's a, it's a horrible concoction. Mm. Um, I'm lucky enough to have someone in my life who understands that puts up with it um <laughs> puts up with me more i should say but that's not the point it's it's one of those things so my stories is quite meandering in terms of how you get from the start to where i am today and it's nowhere near finished yeah but the big thing accepting that you have limitations and it you're, you you're have to a, bear it in mind yeah you're just a slightly different version of who you were before aren't you like you just take slightly longer to walk somewhere or you yeah. use the chair and so whatever it might be. Yeah. And that's not an easy thing to accept at all. I fully, no. fully appreciate that. But I think you are right in saying you are still you. Yeah. You're just an adapted version of you. Yeah. It um, broke, so what broke me a little bit was early this, a lot earlier this year, very beginning of the year, before I got with my now girlfriend who I absolutely do and will hopefully be with for the rest of my life, um, I went on a date with someone who... Basically, they knew who I was. They knew what was going on. Their mum was disabled and she had no problem with it. But as soon as she saw me, I was like, oh, I kind of, like, I don't view you any differently. Mm. But I just realized I now can't do what I want in terms of, like, because I enjoyed going for hikes and stuff. I loved walking. I loved going out. And I like being in the fresh air. It's like, it looks like I can't do that. Mm. I don't think we're going to work that way because, well, I'm going to want to go and do things and you can't do them. Yeah. When I don't view you any differently. I'm like, you're saying the words, mm. but you're not saying them with feeling. That 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 you're telling me you don't judge me, but you're looking at me as though I'm broken, and I hate that. Yeah, that's it, that's always really hard, isn't it? Because they're like, oh, well, you know, we 
we could go do this and you're like uh, I, I can't do that like that's not going to work for me and it's like yeah oh and like, yeah i can do other things like i can we can like sit and watch a movie or something yeah but i'm like i will happily go and have a coffee while she does that no because i want to do this i'm quite spontaneous I'm like, okay fine if you want to be like that then don't be with me and i'm yeah. glad because it meant that i then met the one of my dreams who yeah. let's be let's be honest here is far too good for me i i'm always worrying and screw things up because she is just so wonderful and she doesn't look at me any differently in fact we had a wonderful we went away beginning of this month and we went down to Bournemouth to see my best friends mm. and there was a hill basically we couldn't get up and someone else had to help help us out get to the top of it but as mm. we were going up the first part of it I was I was pushing as hard as I could. So was she. We were taking breaks, and she was just, you know, when someone looks at you, like they want to help you more. They know they can't, and it breaks them. Yeah. And you see the love. That's what I saw. And it's just yeah. one of those things of just, I'm I'm a very lucky man in that regard. But you have that like moment of realization that they're not gonna go anywhere. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, and had, I know. I I had that with my husband as well. Like mm. he very easy could have could have gone when I first got sick but the way he stood by me and kind of fought for me when I couldn't fight for myself yeah and I look back at some of the videos and things and he's in them and the look of kind of like it is it is a look of love that's there and you're like how how could you keep yourself upright and keep me upright like it's yeah. just incredible like I, I wouldn't be where I am without his support and his love absolutely not yeah, and big um, shout out to anyone who's suffering and has someone in their life who does that for them. And for mm. those who don't, trust me, there's someone out there who does care more than you know. Yeah. It's it's hard. But yeah, so that's the thing with me and my stories. The fact that I so little bit of a backstory basically. I, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I have been since I was six. My old man in nineteen ninety seven took me to see the re releases of the original trilogy mm. uh in the cinema. Yeah. I fell in love with them in an instant. The opening scene, episode four, with the Star Destroyer coming from the top of the screen, I just fell in love then and then. I said, I want to do that it. when I grow up. Yeah. Went, what, be a Jedi? I went, no, that'd be cool, but I want to work in film and TV. I was six. Yeah. 20 years later, well, fast forward 19 years later, I worked on episode eight as part of my job. I was only on it for a day. And same for Solo. I was only on it for a day. But, but it counts. But 20 years later, <laughs> for my dad taking me to see it, I took him to see a Star Wars film I worked on. Yeah. So I worked 20 years to get to where I got to in life. I had family who supported me no matter what, friends behind me, and I worked my ass off. And I ended up working on quite a lot of productions, and I loved my job. I was doing 60 to 72 hours a week, working six day, five to six days a week, 12 mm. hours a day. Yeah. And I was. And that doesn't include travel time. That's just me on set floor. Yeah. You know, that's not me getting there before pre to any pre-calls or any um, overtime or, mm. you know, all the rehearsal days. Or that kind of stuff. I was working flat out, basically. Yeah. And I was doing a very physical job and I worked 20 years to get there. Yeah. And it's only wonder that two and a half years later, I still haven't accepted that's gone because, well, that's two and a half years is a tenth of the time it took me to get there. Yeah. That's the, that's, that's the bit that gets you, isn't it? You're like, oh, I've been, I had 20 years of this way of thinking or this job or whatever. And you're like. 20 years of a dream. Like, yeah. And then snuffed out like, and you're like, ah, like what? Like it took me 20 years. What What's happening? Like, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a hard like pill to swallow that one, isn't it? And you're like, I just no, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to think about like no. It's you work so hard to achieve it, yeah. And then in the case of literally overnight, it can disappear. And I think that's the hardest part about the FND is is just that it 
that sudden change, that sudden moment where yeah. it got something, something changes for you, but it's not something yeah. small. It's just that sudden big like shift and your whole kind of for me, as I said, yeah, I was sat there for eight hours, pins and needles on my left arm, going, "Okay, hang on a second, maybe this is different." Mm. And that's the day it changed my life. And yeah. unfortunately, some things change your life for better. Some things you had the best surprises ever. Yeah. Some things you don't. And a reason I was bringing up X Wing is the fact that, um, so I play very competitive. I also stream. Mm. Now, unfortunately. The biggest, my biggest fear is a back spasm, and I'll, that I'll tell you for why. Okay. And here's, and here's a note to every, to, not just yourself, but any listeners who are like me in the way that you're slightly just that little bit too determined to still be you. And I, I, I tell this why because I have been away. I went to Bloodstock, and I'd also been to another festival a couple weeks before. My ex unfortunately made me drive from wales all the way to northampton and back down to home because well she had her own breakdown and all the rest of it so i, I was going all over the place i was going to manchester in between as well so three weeks on the trot i was on the road mm. i was still doing i'm still trying to be me and my yeah. back was a bit sore by the time i've been finished with sleeping in a tent for five days basically i was exhausted as you I, would be as i would be and i came yeah. home my back was just sore i was like i've just driven basically 1500 miles in three weeks i need and to I, that's what I would be. I need a very strong. I did, but I had a few days <laughs> off. But on the Friday, I did my usual stream. Now, the friend who I was telling you about earlier, who took me to the hospital, was our guest mm. that night. Mm. And yeah, this is where it went wrong for me in terms okay. of this is the where the moment I realized my life has to be different. Because okay. it's yeah. one thing when you push past things, it's another thing when you realize something that goes, oh, hang on a second, if I do this, I'm in trouble. Yeah, and I'll tell you for why. So my back had been aching anyway, on and off. And I had, I've had back spasms. I do get a lot of them. But it's usually mm. running down the absolute sides of my back, down those muscles. Um, mm. My lower back is completely solid. Um, mm. And I recommend, by the way, a heated blanket to lay it on. They are amazing. And yep. a weighted blanket for spasms. Those oh, are incredible. Weighted. Those two. Oh, oh, oh they're incredible. Oh, love a weighted blanket. Oh, hell yeah. Like, I give you a virtual <laughs> high five on that one because seriously, those, are, those things are amazing. But anyway. I was coming back from that, and I was exhausted. I had a few days off. I went on our usual Friday stream. Now, there is a video of this as well. I find if I did I used to do some, some TikToks. I haven't done it in a while because I focused on my real life rather than my virtual mm. life. It's where I met my girlfriend, and I don't regret it for a single second. I want to get back to it at some point, but life is just more important. But anyway, and there's a video online from our stream where if you watch it, you'll see my back give out, and it is horrific. Now, my family can't watch it. My friends can't watch it. No one can watch it. If they watch it, they watch it once and they never want to watch it again. So yeah. basically, I leant over a table. Okay. I leant a little bit too far. Yeah. And my back basically gave me the biggest spasm I'd ever had in my entire life. It felt like a lightning bolt had oh. struck me. And when you watch the video, you can tell I'm not, this isn't, that's a normal pain. I scream in agony and fall over. Now, there's a chair behind me, so it looks like I fall on the floor. I don't. There's a chair behind me because I need a chair behind me when I'm playing because I need to sit down. I can't stand the yeah. length of hours I used to be able to do. And we turn the sound off. And I was like, you're all right? Well, no, massive back spasm. I'll be all right. Mm. Um, we continue playing a little bit. I was using my elbows basically to hoist, basically lift my back up so that I wasn't putting my weight on it. 
Mm. And I played for another 10, 15 minutes. Get my friends to run. We, we've got to access. We've got to stop. And I need an ambulance. I am in agony. I can't move. And mm. if I move slightly, it's horrific. Yeah. Paramedics came out. They gave me nitrous. And I'm like, you're really not good. We Unfortunately, where you take metazapine, we can't give you the liquid morphine here. We have to take you into hospital. Mm. I went, okay, that's not good. Yeah, feeling now, positive, feeling really positive at this point. So take me in. They put me in a room which is broken, so the nurse's button doesn't work, and there's a noise that keeps me awake all night. I've been awake for 36 hours by the time I actually fell asleep the next day. But I was washing down. I don't remember this weekend, funny enough, because I was washing down pills of codeine, diazepam, <laughs> and tramadol with liquid oh morphine. So God. I wasn't using. I wasn't having water to take these tablets. Just, I was having morphine. Oh my gosh! Now. I'm a huge motorsport fan. I watch, watch the 24 Hours of Le Mans every single year. It's a tradition of mine. And they'd moved it from the June to the August last year. Well, they'd moved it from June to September the year before because of COVID. They moved yeah. it to August last year so they could have some fans, but not everything. Mm. It happened to the weekends in hospital. I, I watched the beginning. I don't know. I watched the end. You just don't know what happened in the middle. I don't know what happened in the middle. I still need to finish watching that, funny enough. But um, my... <laughs> girlfriend at the time was horrible this is why the difference between her and who i'm with now is chalk and cheese because um she had a go at me because i fell asleep at six o'clock in the evening and woke up at nine o'clock the next morning when i've just been i've been awake for 36 hours i'm in absolute agony in hospital drugged up to my eyeballs can you not I, have a go at me please whereas let, let me nap I'm, I'm good with a nap right now. yeah whereas my my current girlfriend would get a leave her son with her mum and come and strip like she'd find the money and come straight down to me and make sure she was with me in hospital like it's that kind of yeah. Chalk and cheese. Like I know your husband would do for you if something like that happened. But yeah. that was the day I basically realized that I can't push myself because anything else is fine. But my back now my I find if, um I caught on my cousin a little while later. She just had her baby. Unfortunately, we had two funerals back to back. It was um, her mother and my and our and our grandfather. Um oh and she just had her baby. And I met my little cousin Sid. Um my well, second cousin, I should say. But um and then I was speaking to her about the pain thing. So it's and she went, it's basically like giving birth. Because everything around you is numb to the hilt. Yeah. But that white hot center of agony yeah. is there. So it's the only time I've ever been, it's been equivalent for me. Mm. And that's how bad that pain was. Mm. And it's, it was so centered. And every time now I have a bad back spasm, I stop whatever I'm doing. Yeah. I don't care if I'm in the middle of something. Uh, extra like if I'm even if I'm something extra spicy, I will still stop the spiciness <laughs> to lay down because I go nope, nope, yeah, because it's too much. I I know that's my limit. If my back starts to go, I'll push my legs, I'll push my arms, I'll push everything else. If my back starts to go, that's, that's my limit. That's yeah. my cutoff point. So go hang on a second. That yeah. scared that out of me. I don't want to go back. That I don't want to be in hospital again. I don't want to be taking morphine and tramadol and diazepam and all the rest yeah. of it. And I was in a, I had a Zimmer frame for a, few, for a couple of weeks. I couldn't move. Mm. I was on pure codeine along with the rest of my drugs. You know, I've, I've been on Cocodamol ever since because my back is still bad. That mm. one day also changed okay. me. But as a case of that's because I know you'll have this yourself probably. And everyone who has a story will tell you there's one day that changes your life. And it's another day later on where you then realize what the change yeah. is and that that's what it took me a year and a half to have that change yeah it took me a year and a half to go from okay my life isn't good to hang on a second no this is actually serious and that moment was that for me because I went, all i was doing was leaning over a table and end up yeah. in hospital for three days 
Yeah, it's quite, it's quite when you, when you look at it that way, you're like, all I did was lean over a table. It's literally all I did. Mm. And that has, that has then changed like almost like the course of the rest of like the time in between. Like it's quite bonkers. You're like, all I did was like this, or this tight, this normal, I'm doing like air quotes, this normal thing. And all of a sudden it's, it's impacted so, so much further than you ever could have possibly comprehended. You're like, how? Now, one of one of my best friends, Dom, who plays X-Wing with me, I go to, so Phil and Dom and my friend Nick, basically the three, Phil no longer plays, but those three basically I went to everything with. And Nick and Dom I still do. I, was the, I do the streaming with. Mm. Dom, a few years ago, picked up his little girl. Mm. And his back gave out, and he's never been the same since. He's He takes more painkillers than I do. Now, it's different pain, different things. But mm. he also had that life-changing moment with his back. Yeah. So we kind of, we talk about that a lot because, well, we understand each other. We understand what's going yeah. on. So we talk about how he treats himself versus how I treat myself. Like my back isn't as bad as his, but on the bad days, I talk to him and go, how do you cope with this? How do you do this? Because you have more experience with it. Cause he's had yeah. his bad back for about five years now. So yeah. I can ask him for some advice here and there. And you know, yeah. it's, it's one of those think, things of just, yeah. That's, I think that's the, that's the really good thing about how it's not, um, it's not, that's the wrong phrasing. Oh my God. Engage your brain woman. Um, yeah. It's really, I don't know what the right word is. It's so supportive to have other people around you that you can talk to on those bad days. It's reassuring. It's Thank you. That's oh yeah. my good with my brain. Um, it's you- all right. My, I do the exact same thing. Although for me at the moment, what I've noticed and what my girlfriend's noticed, my memory is getting a lot worse, but also I struggle with words. Like I can't yeah. speak very well. And then there's words I get stuck on, like physically when I'm speaking. Yeah. I develop more of a lisp. I develop problems and actually vocalizing i've also developed a gag reflex problem which is a nightmare to do oh my gosh that's not oh that can't be pleasant at all oh god no no i could be sat there with my girlfriend for a nice dinner and i can't finish it because i can't swallow because it makes me want to throw up and it will physically make me throw up I'm like, okay i have to stop and i remember this actually i went out i couldn't eat for about five days straight um mm. last year last christmas yeah. I went down to the pub. Worst time as well. You you definitely want to eat over Christmas. I went down to the pub with my dad, and I was so hungry. I hadn't eaten in about three or four days at this point. I was so hungry, and I ordered ordered a pizza. And I sat there. I ate about half of it for the reflex kicks in. I'm looking at it, crying basically because I'm going, I'm hungry. I want to eat you. Yeah. And I can't. Yeah. And it broke me because at that point, like, I want to eat. I'm hungry. Please just let me do this one simple thing i need to do to actually bloody live yeah. like Maybe everything else stops me yeah, yeah everything else is optional this isn't come on <laughs> this is an optional extra i i kind of know this is not okay yeah. with me yeah, let me just like... put the pizza in my mouth exactly. then we can go from there <laughs> exactly and this is the thing like everything else like in my life like my like, everything else that goes wrong like this is these are optional things everything else in my life i can leave breathing and eating and sleeping are three things that i can't kind of... actually are mandatory and yeah. yes, I can't do any of them on some occasions. Like, really? <laughs> You're like, can we make a deal, Brain, where you only do one, like, every three months? Yeah. That would be great. Just every yeah. three months, I'll take one of those, and then the rest of you can go nap for a while. Yes. And then you can, like, we can rotate through. We can have, like, a schedule. You can have a system, but not all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's where it gets you. So there's a couple of days, as I said, that then... It's that so it's quite funny. We talk to people who have a story. There's one day it changes your life, and it's another day when you realize that it changes your life. Mm-hmm. And for me, that day that I realized was the day my back went because I, yeah. I went, Hang on a second, I really, I really can't 
do what do I used this. to, can I? Yeah. And that's the that's the penny in the air, penny drops. And it's the everyone will everyone will tell you the day that they got told because it sticks with you. It sticks the, that memory will stick with you forever because the day you you no longer you're you're still you, yeah. but that part of your life has just died and you're now starting a new life. And you, you kind of need to, yeah, you do. I, that came up in a previous episode, actually. I can't remember who I was talking to. Um, but we were talking about how actually you grieve your previous identity. Yeah. And you grieve the life you would have had. Yep. Um, I had it beginning of this year. That. No, beginning of this year, my friends kicked me because they went, You have been wallowing in self pity for the last year and a half. I went, Yeah. Do you blame me? Went, no, but you need to stop it because it's not healthy. Hmm. I'm like, well, I've been, yeah. I, and it's so difficult because they tell you, well, stop pushing yourself. But also, you you doesn't mean you, you stop being you and don't stop doing what you do. I'm like, which is it? Which do you want me to do? do, I do yeah. You tell me either do too much or not enough. Yeah. Which which part would you like me to play so that I'm really clear about what yeah. you Yeah. Don't pick and choose. Let me just get on with it. But I'd already started having those conversations with myself anyway. And I said, I've got a wonderful part now. I've got a vision. I've got, I've now, I've, I've now got past that part. But it took me a while to get there. But the biggest part was when my back went. And it's because that's the point where you go, hang on a second, the day your life changes, the day you realize how much it has changed. One yeah. simple thing, one simple tiny thing. Now, you know, I love cars, I love driving. I always have done. I had to sell my car. I had to get a, an automatic. Now, don't get me wrong. I've got a nicer car than what I had. I've now got two liter turbo, 100, 200 brake horsepower. I've got my, my paddle shifts. I love my Audi. I've got a very nice Audi. Um, don't know, it's not brand new. It's also the very first car I've paid for outright using, um, you know, by selling things off and then having yeah. bits of my PIP come through and the rest of it. I, I, was, pay my... I was really glad you didn't then ask me anything about the car that I have because I was going to be like, it's red. It, yeah, it's every, yeah but everyone's different. <laughs> but for me, my freedom has always meant the world to me. I've always been the driver of my friends. Yeah. But I like having my car. I like the option to go and do things. I wouldn't have the girlfriend I now have if I couldn't drive. Yeah. She lives an hour and a half away from me. Now, that's yeah. not a problem to me or her. The distance is fine. But yeah. if I didn't have the car, it'd make life a lot trickier. Yes. Don't get me wrong. She comes with the train. It's great when she brings a little one on the train and everything. He gets a nice day out. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. But I like the car. And when we went to see the Cursed Charles, well, they had the, the damn train strikes in London. So I had to take the car and drive in. Now, I don't mind driving. And I did it for years for work. So I don't care. But yeah, mm -hmm. I need that sense of freedom. Yeah. So when I had to go to the DVLA and go, look, doctors still say it's fine for me to drive. I'm like, cool, but we're going to give you a medical driving license. So my license is now on a three-year rotation. Oh. I don't get okay. it. I don't get it automatically renewed every ten years. I'm on a three-year medical examination. Okay. And it's yeah, it's not fun because then I, I then get panicky. Basically, I'm going to be panicky every three years. Going, well, how long do I now have until? Yeah. Because of the, the fact that you can get absent seizures when it comes to FND. I don't really have them, but I have a lot of um, disassociation. Do you? Or dissociation. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, it's been called other things, like I think you called it um, depersonalization. You look down on yourself kind of thing. But like, dissociation is just completely and utterly... Bonkers. It's what mad. It is absolutely mad. And no one can understand it because no one can experience it. Only you. And that's not a dig at anyone else who suffers with it. It's because they also know the exact same thing I'm saying is you can't explain it to someone else because you can't explain how you view you. And also, like, you're like, I'm like sort of trapped in my own. Well, mine is. I'm like, I'm kind of trapped in half my head. Yeah. Able to kind of see what the other part of me is doing. But at some points I've got no, I've got no idea what the other me is doing. And then I come to and I'm like, 
what the mm. what is what if, what if i'm literally what have i missed i've been out for a week what on earth has happened in that week yeah now i'm not that bad um, oh. and i hope not to get to that point no offense there but it's a, no, no, it scares me it scares me to be like that i wouldn't wish it on anyone it is no. not pleasant no and i have enough of my own problems as it is without having to then factor that in mm. uh, i'd hate to wake up a week later and go hang on a second i have no girlfriend i have no friends what the hell did i do in this last week what did i say what did i do where did yeah. i go like it, but that's that's me being more scared because of how many other things have changed and how yeah. i mean there's there's days now people say they won't look at you any differently but the first time they see you they can't help it they can't hide it and mm. i was seeing my friends at bloodstock last year i was walking down the the disabled ramp with my walking stick and i was struggling to walk and the look on my friends faces was oh and when mm. I suppose the first thing I said was, we did not realize it was this bad. Yeah. I, went, I did tell you, but you I not... think you can't, you can't really like, it's like people can't really grasp it until they see it. Yeah. Like with my um, dissociation. Yeah, dissociation. Yep. Like, oh my God, my tongue doesn't want to work today. Um, yep. Yeah, I like try and, I try and like warm people off because I'm like, mm, it could happen. It just kind of appears. It just kind of does its own thing. It's its own yep. master. I'm just kind of here for the fun. Um, yep. And until they actually see it and they see that sudden change over literally as quick as like a blink, yep. they're like, whoa, I thought yep. you were like, what? And I'm like, I, I did tell you. you. Know, I did tell you, but it's very different when you then experience it. And like, yeah. I might try and preempt by like, if I need the person to really be clued in, I might show them like a, a home video of me being out. But yeah. a video is very different to then experiencing that change. And especially it's like a flip in and out so quickly like yeah. whoa what is going on i'm like oh, you tell me i haven't got yeah. stupid i'm just here like i'm around yeah, yeah maybe no i'm not okay we'll whereas go. i i for me i can't live in the moment i never can there's only brief mm. times when i do i actually end up crying because like it's overwhelming like hang on a second i'm actually experiencing life yeah ah, this is terrifying and yeah. they go back to me um it's like when driving i just don't know how i get to a location sometimes i just get there like, oh. But I think we, I think anyone does that. Not they do, but, but like, not to the same extent. You sort of switch off, don't you? Like, yeah. oh yeah, I've done this route. I know where I'm going. Like, this is fine. And then yeah. like, hang on a minute. Did I? Did I blink? Did it? Yeah, did, I was like, I'm driving did... a ton and a bit's worth of metal here. I should have been paying attention. <laughs> and that's the best way I describe it to people. Because look, when you're driving, when you have those moments, that's what it's like for me. Mm. I'm still there. I'm still cognizant, but I'm just not functioning. There, there. Yeah, exactly. I'm just absent-minded. Yeah, um, I'm just having a bit of a daydream. It's okay. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and it's, yeah. That's what my yeah. girlfriend was like, you okay? I'm like, I'm, I'm here. I'm around. I'm, I'm around. I'm just but like, yeah. Yeah. Physically, I'm just, I am here. <laughs> yeah, I'm just doing a thousand miles. I was like, yeah, I'm just deep in thought. It's basically the best way I describe it. Because it's, I end up basically sitting in there thinking about stuff. Mm. But it's, but as I was saying though, when they first see you, it's like, oh. And as I said, so as I said, I went down with my girlfriend to Bournemouth and went to go see one of my best friends. He's getting married next year. Mm -hmm. um and he's asked me to be his groomsman which when oh, i oh. he sent me the letter the, the card with it was like look i want i was tempted to ask you to be my best man the only reason i didn't and the only reason i've asked you to be my groomsman and even then i was a struggle because i don't know what you can cope with anymore and it's not meant any offense went, dude none offense taken i thank you for actually considering it but yeah. I also he's like i couldn't not ask you i went no damn straight i would have annoyed if you hadn't you know what i mean <laughs> I it's like really mad <laughs> exactly i helped the guy move seven times in six years and you know i've been friends with him for donkey's years yeah and i would have been annoyed um <laughs> but he saw me last may different person i was with at the time he, he saw me kind of walk around the walking stick and things mm. this time around he saw me in the wheelchair now mm. 
my girlfriend's pushed, like, are you sure you want him to see you like this? Well, yeah, he kind of needs to see it. And also, mm. we've been out all day. I've been in the wheelchair all day, but I'm exhausted. I can't really walk that much. Can I? Let's just do this. I want him to yeah. see. I need him to see. This and when he saw me, and like it has to happen now, sort of thing. Yeah, and when I saw, I got out of the chair to give him a hug and sat back down again. It's like, when the hell did this happen? I went, told you this has been going on for the last six months. I've been in the chair, kind of thing. And basically, the rest of the evening was Transformers jokes from him. And he calls me wheels, and he makes Professor X jokes, and it's the only way he copes. He copes with humor, and I get that. Yeah. But he was then talking about his wedding. It's like, how the hell are we going to get get it with you there and things? And his, his fiance turned around and went, look, there's going to be a ramp at the church anyway. We've mm. got the carpet and things. We'll be good. So she kind of reassured him that I was going to be okay, but he was looking at me going, this is one of my best friends who's supposed to be at my wedding. Yeah. How am I going to facilitate this? Because like, he yeah. look is, I want you to be there. But I don't know how to make it happen. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I had with that. And it's, he still makes jokes. So, like I, so I said to him, I was, I was painting up something the other day. I was like, it's nice to sit and paint. And he went, bro, all you do is sit. I went, oh, come on. <laughs> Just give me a break. Just give me 10 minutes without this. <laughs> yeah. But it's the way he copes. I forgive him for it because I know he doesn't mean anything by yeah. it. He just, he doesn't cope well with things. And so when... And again, think... this is another thing for anyone who listens. You you see some of the first time. If they say they don't look at you any differently, it's they don't. They just take a while to process it. Yeah. But equally, I think, I know I took a while to process me as well. Exactly. I, I took a while to kind of, especially when I was using like, I had like a really tall Zimmer frame thing. Mm. Um, and then I had the wheelchair and things like that. And I think it took me a while to really like, I was I was not in I wasn't no. I was in a, so, a firm dissociative state anyway. But even when I did come back for those brief seconds, it was like whoa! Like so, the video that made me like your page and start commenting oh was God, the God. one that you posted with the the walking the actual the I, I don't know what the test is called, but one where you have to hold into rails and try and walk. Yeah, and I saw you smile and determination on your face going i don't give two shits sorry excuse me, swear. i try not to i swear a lot um That's i'm just going to continue on with this i'm going to do this i need to do this for me and mm. this and you're like this is funny to me i can see the look on your face of i find this funny i know i shouldn't <laughs> but i find this funny and now that's why i like the page i can connect with this because for me i'm like i can laugh at myself yeah and if others laugh along with me it's fine they laugh at me it's differently but with me i'm like cool you're in on the joke. I get it. It's all good. Yeah. So that's why I don't mind when he does it. But that's to, to kind of have that connection. There's reason why I've come on. Reason why I've come on over the years is because actually, like, you get it. You're like yeah. me. You're human, and you understand that you're human. Yeah. It's just you're defective. That's all it is. It's just I'm not. If you go to a car dealership, to put it in this perspective, a normal person is a brand new car, and mm -hmm. when they're a baby, they're a brand spanking new car. Yeah. Now, when they're when they're older, they start to become a bit of a classic. They're a bit dinged up, but they're still working good. They've had a few MOTs. They've been serviced. You know, they've had a belts changed here and there where they've maybe broken an arm or something. But yeah, mainly they're they're okay. Maybe yeah. they've had something small replaced, like a bit of an accident. Like they've had something replaced, but they're still good. Yeah. Now, my car, for example, actually my Audi is a pain in my ass because it keeps breaking on me for whatever <laughs> reason. It's like I've been fighting it for the last six months to try and fix what's wrong with it. The very first time I got it, I love the car. However, the idiots that had worked on it before me had put all my wheels on, including the locking wheel nuts, with an air gun. And I got a double puncture. And I'd sheared the locking wheel nut like two days before. 
that was not fun. We had to I... literally weld nuts onto each one of them to get oh. them off. Apart from one, we had to cut the wheel, physically cut a hole in the wheel to get the damn thing off. Ah, let's, yeah. Let's, let's, that, that's not fun. That is so not fun. when you go to buy a, a used car, you kind of understand it's got some history. Maybe some well-maintained, but some of them, they're bangers. You know what you're getting. You pay, your, you pay yeah. the money, you're getting what you pay for. Well, with us, it's a case of, well, there's going to be an intermittent problem. You can't really diagnose this. It's an electrical fault. You won't be able to find it because electricity doesn't leak. It does leak, but you won't see it. Yeah. And that's how I describe. I can describe it to people is, yes, look at me like I'm a car. Everything on the outside looks fine. Mechanically, mm. I'm actually okay. But electronic-wise, my ECU, so the uh, electronic control unit, the thing that actually controls the body and controls the car, doesn't work properly and you'll never be able to find out why it just doesn't work it's just it's just written its own bit of code That's exactly it it's just written its own code in alien whilst upside down you know yeah and this is the thing so my car was doing this to me earlier this year it literally turned around to me and went right i've got a problem i start, it started drinking fuel which when the petrol prices went up on really i can't afford to use this damn thing um yeah, it started <laughs> yeah it started to stall it's an automatic it shouldn't be able to stall but it stalled it wouldn't run on idle i had i had issues i fixed it now at least i believe it's sort of fixed anything fingers, fingers crossed touch wood. um but you couldn't trace it and i had to replace quite a few parts before i found the, the, the root cause mm. but when you look at it on the surface there's an electrical fault mm. and the electrical fault there is well find me if you can and that's what it is with FMD is a case of they describe it often like a computer. It's the same thing for a car. You look at it as the hardware's fine, the software's just glitchy. And yeah. it's, yeah. So this is why the one reason as well is actually when you put out the thing, it's like, yeah, I want to come on. I want to talk about it. It's because I actually want to share my stories. So and we were talking in the kind of the pre-show, as it were, about what areas do you not want to talk about. For me, there's no areas off limits because, as I said, if I can find something on somewhere deep in either my past or an experience I've had or something that someone out there who listens, just one person who helps them go, ah, then, yeah. I, then I'll be a happy man because someone somewhere has learned something from my experience. My pain isn't for nothing. Yeah, It's and a small that, thing, that, but it's just... That's, that's kind of how I feel. That's why I started doing what I'm doing because I was like, actually, I feel like there's there must be a community of people that are feeling and going through similar things to what I'm going through, but I can't find them. So I'll start kind of my own little one in the mm. hope that maybe someone else like yourself, you came across that video and you're like, yes, like that, I get that. Yeah. And that was what I wanted. Like the fact that you said that, but I don't actually know which particular video you're talking about. So I've shared many videos. It, you posted, I'm... reposted a little while ago. It was an anniversary video. This is what I was like when I first started oh, to not be oh, able to walk properly. One. Oh, that vi- I hate that video. I hate that. Aye, but that's the one. <laughs> Think of it though in that regard though, for me, you put out something that I went, aha, I get yeah. this. I relate to this. Yeah. Which is why I was happy to come on because when you've done this for me, I want to help do this for someone else, mate, potentially. Yeah. No, I, think, I think you definitely will. And I think it's that whole thing of the power of the internet is mm. it's so vast. It reaches so far now. Like, why, why not? Like, actually, you just don't know the impact this might have for someone else, like on the other side of the world. Like, there could be people listening to this in like New Zealand, for example, that blows yeah. my brain. But yeah. for someone in New Zealand, for example, might listen to this and go, you know what? That's exactly what I experienced. 
that makes me feel like I'm less alone. And yeah. that's the whole reason we do what we do. We share, we talk, we kind of yeah. go into those details. We share those embarrassing videos because you're like, it just might help someone to feel like yeah. they are not now, on their own. Don't get me wrong, though. There's certain bits, though, that I still have. Not shame, but it's kind of dignity. And mm. we, as I said, my girlfriend's birthday recently. And on the Sunday, we went out bowling with um, her brother, his other half, and her little one. And I said to her, I very quietly pulled her aside because taking pictures and things were, sweetheart, I don't mind you taking pictures and doing videos and whatever. Mm. However, I've now, because she saw me having to stop doing it normally. I was using my walking stick, but bowling my hand. I had to use the frame. I went, look, I don't mind anything, but would you mind not doing anything that involves me with that frame? Only because yeah. it's for my dignity. It's not a, yeah. I'm not ashamed. I don't mind it, but I kind of would not like to put this out there if I can help it. Anything else is fine, but it's, there's still bits I'm like, I'm not entirely comfortable with it yet. I'm yeah. still trying to hold on to who I was. And it was a case, she understood. Um, and she's a very private person. She didn't post anything anyway. It's not, that's not the point. For me, it was a case of, I want to remember a lot of things how I choose to. And I don't want to choose to remember me having to use a frame it turned into a game to see if i could get a strike with it and I actually use the kiddie one even like even smaller one i managed to get a strike with that it was hilarious <laughs> but it, we turned with the so we with her little one and the rest of it we turned it into a bit of a game yeah. to try and alleviate for me what was just being honest just awkwardness i'm like yeah i'm a 31 year old man who used to be able to push a 200 kilo dolly like it was nothing and now i can't do this yeah nothing wrong with that nothing wrong at all it's just i needed yeah. a little bit for my own dignity's sake just yeah allow me to not have to answer things with that and it's a yeah. and this is so it's another point is uh, you anyone who's out there who listens yourself included i know at some point you will be ashamed of who you are what you've become or what you think and you'll be ashamed of how you think about yourself as well you'll get into a spiral with it all and yeah. no one can deny it if they do their line now bring this in, in all respect to anybody all all respect given you're lying because if you don't because you, you, there's at some point you'll look at yourself going, how did I end up like this? I shouldn't be like this. I don't like this. And mm. you're ashamed. And there's nothing wrong with it. But if you don't accept it and kind of look at it in the light of, okay, it's okay to feel like this. I'm going to pick myself up, give myself a cuddle, or find the person in the world who makes me feel safe, get them mm. to give me a cuddle. Mm. Because, yeah, you're upset. You're grieving. It's not that you're, there's nothing wrong with you. You just need a bit of support. And yeah, I, I, I think shame is such a powerful emotion as well. I know it is. that I, I very definitely have experienced it and I experience it still to this day on so intervals. Um, yeah. And I'm like nearly four years in. And I think, yeah. especially right at the beginning when I was first diagnosed, before I started sharing anything, yeah. I felt so much shame well, about be... the fact that I had this condition. Yeah, well, you should be proud of what you've done. You should be proud of the work you've put in and the, oh, the bits you. you've shared. I mean it seriously because if you don't if you don't do it who will that's the way sometimes it's looked at is if I don't do this mm. who's going to do it yeah. I I I stream every I used to stream magic as well I've stopped doing that because unfortunately people I was doing it with lovely people but they were all American so I mm. have to do it at silly o'clock in the morning and I realized that I was losing two days after for recovery I went, you know what as much as I enjoy it I have to pull back yeah and my girlfriend was like are you sure I went yeah I'm very very sure you're not mm. stopping me from doing what I want to do. But I'm stopping myself because it's too much. But I still stream X-Wing every other Friday. 
I haven't done it the last couple of times. I won't be doing it this week because life gets in the way. That's not a problem with that. It's just life. Yeah. But I still do it. And I get people around the world who have talked to me who there's people in the, like, like for example, there's a friend of ours in the United States called X-Men Tavern Wars who, very nice guy out of Seattle. I have convinced him to play a certain ship because mm. I play it. I played it to death. I was probably at my peak. I was the best player in the world with it. And that's not a brag. That's just a fact at that point. Mm. I put in hundreds and hundreds of games, thousands mm. of hours playing one specific ship. And I became the best player in the world with it. Yeah. I, I, we share our little stream. We do things. We go, we stream the big events in the UK, potentially around the world at some point because we enjoy what we do. Now, although it's different to what we're doing here, for example, talking about the F&D, it's not different that different in a way because we put out what we want to put out. We put our own content done off our own back. There's, a, yeah. there's people in the States who do who literally rake in hundreds of thousands a year from it, and we don't, but we still yeah. do it. And we still enjoy it. Yeah. And the funny thing is, though, based on this, is a guy out in the States called, um, username called Isofane, a guy called Daniel, who, through a friend of, of a friend, basically had re- had, has basically gone and gone right. Anyone who wants to go to Worlds next year who can't, for a legitimate reason, for financial reasons, I want to help you get there. And now, I knew about this before he made it public, because a friend of mine messaged to go, so well, I mean, a friend of ours has gone, told me you have MS, I'm sorry to hear that. I, went, I don't have MS, I have FND, and explain the difference. Um, it's the same family, different thing. Um, and he's like, well, and that was in Facebook, and he messaged me on Discord going, are you online? I was on holiday with my girlfriend, I sat next to her. And I just literally that morning got the payment, the back pay for the PIP for the mobility. Mm. So amazing week away. And I just had that payment. And then this mm. comes through yeah. and then going, well, and talks, we want to send some people out to worlds who can't get there. Do you want to go? Mm. And I cried because someone, my, my sub story as it were, basically was enough that someone wanted to help. Yeah. So I'm probably going out to the States next year to Chicago to go and play in the XO World Championships. It's a dream of mine for years because I physically can't afford it. I can't work. Yeah. But someone wants to help me get there. So well, that's, that's amazing though. Like that's yeah. just that's just the power of, you know, being a nice person and yeah. the internet and be and sharing what is going on and it can it can be very daunting sharing. Very daunting. And it's, yeah. it's, but you then look at the things, like the fact you've told me that that particular video kind of had that impact on you, that will now stay with me because I'll be like, I've actually done something. Yeah. I've done well, something that's helpful for someone. You really have. I can't I, thank you enough for, 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 for sharing because it at least gave me that then boost that I needed at that time. And look how much amazing stuff has come out of that. So, you know, it's all a win. Like... It, I think it's just hard when life is like hammering down on you and FND is rearing its head and you're like, what is going on to hold on to that glimpse of like hope, whether it's from someone else, or it's from yourself, like to hold on to that little bit of hope when it's all going a bit peaked on. Yeah. Like can be incredibly hard, but that's amazing news that you're going to go out to America. Like that's, yeah. that's just wonderful. And I really hope that it goes really well for you. Well, thank you. I, I hope so. And it's, it's you know i i get it with i had an event as earlier this year my friends around me like you've got to remember, you can't do what you used to so don't beat yourself up too much if you can't play to the same level you used to because physically you can't mentally it's too tough I'm like, oh, i get that but i'm still gonna push myself so it's still still days you do it but <laughs> it's it's accepting the limits as i said but it's the power of the internet as you say so for me though i share 
I've never shied away from it. And as we get on with this, if there is any actual hard questions that you can think of you want to ask, please do. Because if there's something I haven't talked about that that's in there that can be brought out, then go for it. I don't shy away from it. I've always, yeah. ever since it's begun, same thing on mental health. I've always championed knowledge because knowledge mm -hmm. is power and you cannot beat it. Oh, you yeah, just completely. cannot beat it. And I've done my research. I've done my tests. I've, you know, I've, I know what I've got. I know how I work. Mm. But there's also tough questions. People don't, because people ask you a lot of things. I know you, I've challenged you a little bit here, but I'm assuming at some point in your life, you've either had friends or family members who've gone on to you, have come up to you and said, well, it could be worse. Yep, that, yep, that right there. And I hate that with a passion. Go, yeah, yeah yes, okay, it's not going to kill me, but it's changed my life forever. Yeah. And there's, and then they, because they don't grasp how bad it really is mm. and then they go okay well tell me about it and they explain they go oh yeah don't tell me it could be worse because trust me i know that it could be worse but it's but, still pretty bad right now yeah. at the level it's at like yeah you you're like yes i i could it could be considerably worse but equally what i'm going through right now isn't easy yeah it's not it's not easy it's not me just sat in a wheelchair because you know i can't be bothered to walk I'm sat in a wheelchair because I'm so tired. I yeah. cannot remember how to use my legs or I'm so dissociated that I literally have not a scooby about what anything is around me. And it's safer for me to be in this chair. Um, and it, it's just that balance, isn't it? And yeah. I think I, I know I, I lost the ability to be like angry, like mm. really randomly. I couldn't get angry. I can't cry. Well, I, I lost. Neither, neither can I. Oh my god, this is sorry. That's really over the top. I'm very no. excited that I've met someone else that can't cry. I can't cry either. No, I have I have brief periods, but there's been so much that's gone on, so much. I just want to cry. I want to be able to let it out. Why yeah. can't I do this? I can't. So I have that. I will turn around to my husband and go, "I want to cry," and he'll go, "Gone then." And I'm like, I, I can't. can't. But I want to cry. Like I yeah. have a feeling, like that little heart feeling you yep. get in the stomach, and I'm like, I could cry. And so you feel in that instant right so tired as well. I'm sorry, that was really over the top. No, the no, it's good. As I said, there's the connection there, but it's a case of, I get it because I have it. I can't cry. And you've, at the moment you feel like, I'm so tired. I'm frustrated. I'm ill. I feel like crap. I just want to let it out. Why the hell can't I, I do this? I just want to cry. Just let yeah. me, give me a tear. I will, I will take a tear right now. But then I will then do the other thing where I'll cry over something really random. Like I cried over mm. hula hoops. Why? Fair. Like, <laughs> you know, when you're like, yeah. Why? That was a couple of years ago. Like now, I've just seemed to have completely forgotten the ability to have to cry. But yeah. it was like, why hula hoops? Why can't I cry at the factory? You know, I can't walk. But no, I'm going to cry over hula hoops. What? Yeah. It was. It wasn't even that. You know, I didn't like the hula hoops. It was just I was. I was crying yeah. because of hula hoops. And you're like, what is going on? Yeah. Well, I'm very excited that I've met someone else. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's good. And you should, you know, thank your husband that he's been so understanding with that because it's the same thing with my girlfriend. They. You, when you have that someone who then doesn't look at you differently for it and genuinely doesn't, mm. but they understand the fact that you want to and you can't, they yeah. look at you not with pity, but with love. But it's so hard when you're sat there talking to someone, I want to let, why the hell can't I do this? Why? <laughs> uh, and then there's the other times where you're going, I know I can physically do this. I used to be able to. Why can I now not do this? Why? <laughs> and then that's the frustration. And then it's that cycle of shame. Talk about um, life. You talk about everything going, well, it, when does it stop? Because it never yeah. does. And when it rains, it pours, and you just go, 
apart from when you can't cry then it doesn't pour yeah <laughs> just the Sahara desert up in here like like nothing nothing's going on <laughs> yeah so i didn't cry at my granddad's uh when my grandfather my grandpa passed away until his the actual funeral itself when i was doing the speech mm. um i cried just before that but mm. the rest of it i was so numb and i had been numb yeah. But that was the same year that I'd, well, the last two years prior to that was just crack. Jesus, mm. it was just mental. And to be fair, literally that, the week of the funeral, my, my ex left me like two days before the funeral kind of thing. Oh like, in between, then we had a funeral like a week before that. It's like, really? Oh my like the, my, the way my 2020 to 2022 has gone has been this. Christmas 2019 into January 2021. So on my, my birthday is in January. The day of my birthday, my 29th in 2020, I was taken to the Tutankhamun exhibit in London. Mm. Absolutely loved it. It's my favourite period in history in ancient Egypt. I was in my, I sat for a half an hour in awe afterwards. My mum had bought me the VR experience and everything. I was literally sat just in silence, just enjoying it. The day after, um, I drove up to uh, to Norfolk for a double funeral for my great and great uncle, who had passed yeah. away on the Boxing Day and the New Year's Day. Yeah. That was the start of my 2020. Then you had lockdowns. Like I had, I finished amazingly at the UK Open. Then we had lockdown. I had diagnosed mm-hmm. FND, and then and it's it's gone on and on and on yeah. and on and more. Oh my god, it's been an absolute roller coaster. And it gets to the point where Jesus Christ, how much more can I take? Yeah. And then and then that's when you can't cry and go, but come, on, I just want to let out some of this emotion, and I can't. Why can I not do this? And it's just ugh, it's exhausting. You're like it's. Everyone else does it. Why can't I do it? And you go back to like that teenager. You're like everyone else has a phone. Why can't I have a phone? But you're like everyone else cries. Why can't I cry? And you get like yeah. frustrated and like, Ugh! and then it makes yeah. it worse because you're like, I'm trying to force the cry. Yeah, and, and then you can't do it, and then you just give up. Yeah, and I. But the emotion's still there. It, yeah, I compare it to um, the scene out of the holiday where Cameron Diaz is like at the computer, and the I think her partner's just left her, and she's like, just one tear, and she's like talking to the sky, like just one tear, and she's like tries to force the cry and nothing happens that's how i feel i'm like yeah just want to cry i mean to be fair, i haven't seen that but i can get the emotion there of just like, that frustration you should watch that little section that yeah. will just sum up <laughs> I'll, add, I'll add it to the list my girlfriend and i have got an amazing list of films and tv shows that i've not seen that she's introducing me to it's there oh, is a no, physical list. Add, it's been a list for years but there's actually that's getting that's through it yeah i will um that's that tiny section <laughs> yeah like we've just like this year for example we've watched we started off we what we got when we got together, uh, Moonlight had just started, and we were watching that together, which was awesome. Then we started, then we watched Firefly, then we watched Kenobi. We watched, we're currently watching Eye Zombie, which has been fantastic. I'm really enjoying that one. Um, yeah. Films are going to say, oh, we, do, we do so much and watch so much. It's incredible. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, so that's the thing that people also don't understand, though, is not just, it's not also what you can and can't do, it's also the realization sometimes of, but I used to be able to. Yeah. And that's the part that, that's when the grieving kicks in. That's when it's yeah. the, but I can't, but I, I should, and I couldn't. I want sh- to. Like, should and could are very powerful and very dangerous words. Yeah. Because that implies finality. It implies that there is a definite and there mm. isn't. Life doesn't work that way. Yeah. We've been dealt a rough hand. Okay. Deal with it. And that's, but it takes so long to get to that point. It's just yeah. hard. It's I just think, as hard. I think that's that's us coming from the perspective of having a bit of time behind us mm. to be like you just have to just roll with it. But for when you're newly diagnosed, it's so incredibly hard to do because you're dealing with all these emotions and the changes. And you're like, I can't walk up the stairs, or I can't dress myself, I can't eat, I can't 
carry a cup of tea across the room, all those things, then when you hear someone who's been, like, who just have to kind of be stubborn and just keep going, you're like, but I'm just so tired from fighting so hard. Um, And what I would say to those listening who are maybe just in that beginning phase is it, you kind of adapt, you get used Mm. to it. It gets slightly easier to manage and you learn your kind of where your slightly fuzzy boundaries are and your boundaries might change hour to hour, but you do learn roughly where they sit and you're able to kind of like manage and work with the FND instead Mm. of it ruling you. I mean, yeah. every now and again, it will completely just take over and, you know, do whatever it wants for however long it wants. But you can kind of get it to a point, hopefully, where you can sort of see it as a bit like an annoying friend that won't go away yeah. instead of an enemy that you're constantly at war with. It's but... the, the way I look at it, it's more Jekyll and Hyde in terms yes. of it's there. You can't control it. It'll come out when it comes out. Yeah. But you can manage it to a certain point. And if you know about it, you can deal with it. Yeah. And I think that's the power in in talking, in kind of sharing stories, in looking at different things and watching what other people do and kind of having that toolbox that you can dip in and out of. And for one day it may not work, but for another day it might. But you've just, you change out those things constantly in the hope that one of them might just work that day to give you that five minutes of just slightly more calm. Yeah, for sure. Um, Because you don't have to answer this if you don't want to. Go on. what, What went through your mind and what was it like the first time you fell over? first time I fell over Mm. I think I laughed Mm. (laughs) I honestly think I laughed because I didn't I didn't fall in the traditional sense I Mm. fell but I spun so I spin when I fall (laughs) so I full on like did a ballerina twirl and up on the floor on my butt and went I wasn't down here a minute ago so I think I laughed yeah yeah, um, yeah. because I was like I definitely was upright a minute ago and now I'm looking at the floor how did that happen yep um, but that's, I think I was still in my very firm dissociative state anyway. So my no. responses were not appropriate no. to what was happening around me. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I just laughed. What about you? So I fall, traditionally when I fall, it's more like a comedy fate in terms of because okay. the knees buckle and you just have that very comedy just uh, moment. Yeah. Um, the very So yeah, I, do, I had that moment as well, just laughing. It's like, come on, kind of laugh at that point. Of, for me, it's just like frustration laugh yeah um and then it hit me because then it was a case of oh Mm. i thought i didn't have this yeah because the very first time i fell properly basically i got off the toilet and he had butted the radiator in front of me it is quite funny but at the same time you go really (laughs) now of all times (laughs) of all times (laughs) yeah because what irked me the most was when i first went through all this did your when you first got diagnosed? Did your doctor tell you about occupational health? No. Neither did mine. I had I to wait. To. Yeah. So <laughs> when I have my when I have my PIP assessment, the botched one, the very first one, I said, "Well, you have you're not on pain medication." I'm like, well, I am, but it's not for this. I can't mm. take it because I already have it. Yeah. Um, they went, and you don't you've not seen occupational health. I went, is that a thing? <laughs> I didn't have physio. I didn't have occupational health come to the house. I wasn't told about this until that appointment, so I changed surgeries. And as soon as I changed, I went, why the hell weren't you told about this? Here, have this. <laughs> well, thank you. I ended up with like six weeks with a physio and people come to the house to put new railings and new uh, toilet frames and things. I went, why the hell wasn't this six months ago? Yeah, no, took... I, I never had that. Mm. No, I, no I, I had Oc Health in terms of work. Yeah. 
but not in terms of like coming to the house and seeing yeah no I, I had that like i've installed railings outside i've got railing uh, rail in the shower i've got new banisters installed because the ones we had were just planks now i've got an actual one i can hold on to properly a frame oh, for the toilet upstairs and downstairs because we, we can't install proper like stuff but at least a move one so you used to have that yeah I yeah. think with that though, it's a bit of a postcode lottery. I don't know if you've you've had that experience, but like Yeah, I'm I still haven't got a radar key yet. <laughs> you can just buy them. Really? You, you can buy them, yeah. You might have to send me a link after we're done with this. You I might will, have to send I will, so I, can... I will put a link, but yeah, you can just buy them because I bought one. Yeah. And they were I think it was like three, four pounds when I bought mine. Um wow. and it just made my life so much easier. Yeah. Um but yeah, no, I think it's a bit of a postcode lottery. Like I was quite fortunate in a weird sense um, because I was able to access like a physio, speech therapist, clinical psychologist, all yeah. those things. But if I'd been living with my parents, I wouldn't have been able to access any of that. And if I had, I would have had six weeks and then that would have been that. That's what I had though, unfortunately, because where I'm living, I only got six weeks. Mm. But, you know, it's not the end of the world. I've got another things off of it as well. So I can't... Yeah. Again, it's that postcode lottery, as you say, because also it depends as the lottery of you your neurologist is I, yeah. I i don't see mine i see mine if i'm lucky once every six months because i go well unfortunately it's fnd we can only monitor we can't help yeah. you nothing we can do so you just so when they say when they do pip again warning for those who do pip and they say well you don't see neurologists go yeah because they don't do anything because they can't it's yeah. just they monitor you it's yeah. so hard and then we say we're not on pain medication well, yeah here's the other thing for anyone who's listening who doesn't understand this and doesn't know about this or who knows about this and is struggling to tell the people, listen yes. to what I say here, nerve pain medication does not work for everybody. Yeah. And when they say, in PFP, like, but you're not on any nerve pain medication, and go for me, yeah, I go, yeah, because I'm on five times the dosage they would give me for my mental yeah. health. It helps the physical, which I didn't know about, because when I don't take it, oh, it's bad. Yeah. But I'm already numbed. Yeah. But they can't give me anything else because I'm already on a very strong nerve pain medication. Yeah. To everybody else, it it can work for you, but doesn't mean it will. And I'm sorry for those who doesn't. I truly am because I, you I know the agony. I know yeah. I, if you can't stop it, I feel for you. I genuinely do because it's it's torture. Yeah. But for those who does help, grand. But when they yeah. say to you, but you're not on it, you go yeah because for most of us it doesn't work. Yeah, I think it's it's always like it's like with anything though. For some people it will work, some people it won't. It you've well, got. The reason why it doesn't really work is because, and this is what people forget, FND is your nervous system basically being overactive. Nerve pain is is part of that because it's over it's working overtime. Nerve pain medication is designed to target damaged nerve endings. When you don't have any damage, it doesn't work. Yeah. Sorry, that took me a minute to like follow your thought process through. Yeah. <laughs> no 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 it's fine because that's the thing though once you clock like, onto it on a minute. there's too many hoops one sec <laughs> yeah that's the thing though so yeah nervous system works overtime yeah nerve pain medication is designed to stop damaged nerve endings yours aren't damaged they are just working overtime and that's why it doesn't work and you're like oh well this is a load of help isn't it it'll take the edge off of it but i won't get rid of it and that's yeah. uh, that's what people don't realize yeah I think I think it's one of those things of um, it's. Hang on, let me think how I'm going to phrase this because I have it in my head and I can't quite get it across to my mouth. One sec. Yeah. Um. I think it's like with anything, 
you don't know until you try it. It may not work, like you say, but equally it might work. And I think you've got to like, maybe it is worth trying. So then you know. Mm. Um, but if like, if you're saying like, Pip was saying like, oh, you're not on any nerve medication or whatever, then you yeah. can say, oh, it doesn't work for everyone. Like that's, that's a completely fair statement to make. Yeah. But maybe if you are being, if you're in that much agony, it might be worth trying. Oh, no, no, no. You try it. And yeah. please do, and see your neurologist, talk to them about it, because yeah. it'll take the edge off it. Even if it doesn't cure it and take it away entirely, it'll take the edge off. And trust me, that is the still a big help if it just dulls it and long enough for you to do what you need to do. Yeah. Because just give you that bit of re like reprieve. Yeah. Reprieve is the right word. Reprieve is the right word for it. Yeah. yeah. Right. My God, my brain. <laughs> uh, it's not, uh, F and D brain fog is a thing that people don't talk about because people don't realize it's a thing. Oh, it is in. It is coming in full force right now. Like yep. It's got, mm, yeah, it's entertaining. This is gonna be fun. Um, yeah, I think it's just there's so many elements to F and D like that that aren't that are kind of spoken about but not really spoken about. Like, and that's yeah. the whole reason I started this was to put it in a different format because I've had people message that like, oh well, I don't I don't read very well, so hearing it is better. Yeah. And I think there's so many of those those little things that you don't really think about, like the fact that maybe the brain fog or like losing yeah. ability to tell temperature with your hands or whatever it might be. There's such small little oh, things. Oh, temperature changing. Don't get me started on that. When <laughs> you are either so, you're, you're hot, so you take something off and you instantly become freezing yeah. or you're too cold, but second you put something on, you're too hot. And yeah. You can't regulate. It is just irritating. I'm currently experiencing that right now. It is just You're not the only one. And it's just, a, it's like, it's like, really come off it. Like, I have enough problems. Like, I struggle to get down. So it's a bloody cup of coffee. Can I at least just sit normally <laughs> and not... I've got a fan on at the moment because I've been sat in front of the computer all day having to, to do this event and things. But at the same time, I know if I switch it off, in a second, I'll become far too hot. And yeah. it's not even that hot in here. It yeah. really isn't. It's quite cold for some people. It's... Yeah. Ugh. It's, it's those random little things, isn't it? Like the temperature yep. change or the brain fog or not being able to read because it hurts too much or it's the like, not being able to concentrate that gets me uh, when you're trying like i'm trying i can't concentrate on it. i used to enjoy reading i have to switch to audiobooks now because yeah. i can't I, I have probably just over a thousand comic books i have about 200 books my goodness i love reading and i can't concentrate yeah and it so, kills it's me. a bugger isn't it yep it's just a bit of a oh it's just no, and the other thing I don't know if you I don't know where my feet are. Mm. <laughs> like I actually lose my feet. <laughs> no, I I don't get that one. But what I do get is there's that loss of connection where you're like I know everything's there, I can see them, I can feel them, but they're yeah. not there. I have to drop them or have some. I've had literally tell my girlfriend, "Can you kick my leg for me, please?" <laughs> Just why? Because I can't feel it. I need the connection yeah. back there. And I don't want to. I can't yeah. really pick it up at this moment because you just kick me for me. <laughs> Ow, thank you, that's better. That the... so, I've yeah. had that I had that um the other week actually. I went swimming and I had a uh, a non-epileptic attack oh. in the pool. Swimming and I lost me. I lost my I lost my feeling in my legs. And I was like in the pool, you know, yep, having that's... this seizure. And I was yep. like, Great, can't feel my legs. And I was like, being stubborn, I was like, right, you know what? Once it's calmed down, I'm gonna carry on swimming. So what yeah. do I do? I carry on swimming, I can't feel my legs. And I was like, yeah. Oh, you know what? Sometimes you just need something to like hit it back in yep. so i decided on my ultimate wisdom that doing a tumble turn so where you turn yep. underwater and kick off the wall was my best bet of getting my legs back yep 
And I was like, right, okay, what could possibly go wrong? I mean, I might drown, but it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so I did it and I was like, oh, this, oh, it's starting to like, I've got a bit yeah. of feeling. Oh, okay. So I did it again and I was like, oh, I've got a bit more feeling. I did it yep. a third time and I got so excited that when I came up out of the water, I actually like thrashed around a bit and the poor yeah. lifeguard came running down the pool thinking I was drowning. I was like, yep. oh no, I'm really sorry. I was just really excited my legs came back because it just needed that like impact yep. Yep. to make That's, it reappear. It's why I won't go swimming though. I'm terrified now that I'll lose connection. Mm. And also that I get out of breath very easily. I, the fatigue mm. is real, the chronic fatigue. Yeah. And I worry that I would run out of energy because I run out of energy a lot of things. I'm like, for me, I'm like, yeah. that's a risk I just won't take. I can swim. It's like I can ride a bike. Well, at least I think I can still ride a bike. Just the balance will not let me do it. At least I'm terrified that it won't. I might have stabilizers again. But yeah. that's that's a bridge I'll cross to at some point if I get there. Yeah. But swimming, I'm like, I just won't do it. I just can't. There's some things I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to risk this just because I, I need that peace of mind that I'm going to be okay. Yeah. Whereas, So it's taken me quite a while to go back swimming yeah uh, i can imagine it's i tried um i tried like hydrotherapy and stuff when i was in hospital and it i couldn't yeah. float like i wasn't safe in the water so it took me no. a good couple of years to go like right i'm gonna try it and when i first started going i'd go with someone so that then i was safe yep that's like, what i've always said if i do things i can't do them alone yeah no um, problem but, i've got one loving girlfriend you've got your husband and other people but yeah it's the yeah. Hell fun um but now i'm kind of like well, i do go by myself yeah because i've kind of can, you know and you trust yourself yeah and i'm kind of like if i'm tired i just i, I don't go fast any like i'm nowhere like i'm not no. a fast swimmer. i just poodle along but i'm quite happily to poodle along like i'm not in any hurry yeah. and if i can't do lots then i don't do lots i just stand in the water and just float around and enjoy the fact i can float yeah like, i i must i would i rather personally push myself to go for a walk if i can yeah. on a flat surface if anything yeah. i went for a and I went for a walk with her little one down the river just mm. at the end of uh, on, on Monday um, and yeah I was broken by the time I was finished my knees were killing me for the next two days my hips weren't that good but it was worth it because I got exercise and I got out and about yeah. and did something I enjoyed anyway I used to enjoy walking a lot anyway and yeah. it's so for me I go okay I can't trust myself there but I can trust myself on a walk I can trust who I'm with I don't want to go too far you know I, I go okay I just kind of you make compromises yeah you do and you, you do. i hate the word compromise in that regard though because it sounds like you're then bending to its will when you're really not you're going okay i understand what i now physically uh struggle with so i'm just gonna make adjustments to be better yeah and i think that's so like for me i make the adjustments so i can go swimming mm. Because for me, like I used to swim like six six times a week as a kid. Mm. Like I was part of a swim club. Because like swimming and water is part of my who I am, who yeah. I was. Um, and now I've got it back. I'm like I will just make adjustments around so that I can continue to hold that bit. Yep. With me, I play X wing. I go to gigs. It's yeah. my freedom. It's my yeah. way of feel home. Yeah. And I make adjustments that I've been in a wheelchair for it. Well, I mm -hmm. so I sit on the platform. Bloodstock was not fun for that because I, was, I think me and my friends spent about 80, 90 quid on slushies because we're in the mm -hmm. scorching heat. It was the, not last weekend, the weekend before. Mm -hmm. And it was warm. Yeah, I was sat on a disabled platform. Um, exposed. There was a little bit of camo netting that gave you about an hour and a half cover for like slightly in the morning. The rest of it you just cooked. No mm -hmm. burns. I was completely sun cream up the rest of it. I, I, I was good. But yeah. Yeah, it was. You make the adjustments. You, yeah. You know, so I'm going, like, I go to the NFL, my mum. Okay, this year, mm -hmm. 
make sure the coach is accessible, make sure the seats are accessible. Yeah. You know, I'm off to celebration, start celebration with my girlfriend next year. Carers ticket. Make sure mm-hmm. I've got that sorted. Make sure I've got my amenities. Yeah. I it's make it's not compromises, it's adjustments. Compromise, yeah. I think, is a bad word. Adjustment is a good word. Adjustment <laughs> means you're you're looking at the situation, making changes to make it suit you. Compromise is you changing your life because you have to. I I kind of yeah, I choose to look at it as the adjustment side of things. Yeah, I think it's being a like having a bit of flexibility. Like it's not it might be that there are certain things that you will now need and that will be more constant, but there might be times where it's slightly different and that flexibility to kind of move between whatever is happening for you. Yeah. is actually probably quite a useful and quite powerful thing to be able to do, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally be able to make that shift between yeah. kind of the different states that you might experience and being able to be like, right, okay, I just need this today. And being aware of what you need as well. Yeah. Like I need to rest today or I need to go for a swim or I need to just sit on my butt and watch TV and eat snacks or I don't know, whatever it might be. That's okay too. As long as you're listening to yourself mm. and you're paying attention to you and it is hard because you're like, Oh, I want to go and do stuff. I want to go be active. Like I've got these plans, but actually listening to you is one of the best things that you could put in that toolkit for dealing mm. with FND. Oh, too right. Too like, right. It's, it's just that powerful thing that, and you can listen to it and agree with it or listen to it and ignore it. That's your choice. But just give yourself time to hear what you actually have to say. The one thing I would say is listen to it. If you don't like it, don't agree with it. That's one thing. But do try not to ignore it if you can. Because it's, it's so easy to just brush it under the carpet. Mm. But that's what catch you out. And that's what it did with me with my back. And that's yeah. why I learnt my lesson the day I realised, oh, this is serious. It's because I leant over a table and I ended up in the hospital for three days. Yeah. I think so, we, we all have those moments where we want to ignore it. Yeah. Um, because and we do. Like, We're not perfect. We all do. I've definitely ignored it. Yeah. I think the longer I'm, I'm with it and the longer I've been trying to make it like my friend, going back to that sort of analogy, mm. I'm like, mm, I should probably hear what it has to say. Yeah. And maybe I can just change it slightly. I more view it as unwanted family member. You can't get rid of them. You lump with them. So you have to make do. <laughs> That's a good analogy. I like it. You can cut friends out. Family, you can also do so. It's, it's more difficult. This one's just stuck here forever. You go, well, I can't do anything about you, but you haven't killed me, so I'm going to let you live kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's that kind of... Uh, it's the frustration that boils over at the end of the day. It, as, as, as harsh as it is to say, and I, I, I know I said it earlier, but you end up do looking at sometimes hypocritically through that lens of it could be worse. And when you yourself look at it through that lens, you're not looking at it as someone else telling you, you could be worse. You're looking at it going, you know what? I'm here. I am alive. I'm not going to die. Yes. I have to make compromises, but I still have a life. Yeah. And that's when, so when it says it could be worse, you go, yes, you're not seeing it how I see it. When I say it could be worse, it goes, yeah, because it's not going to kill me. Mm. Only I know that. Only yeah. I can have the power to say, okay, this is terrible, but it could be worse for me. So let's yeah. not try and dwell too much. So I hate what other people tell you because they're not you. But yeah. so I, I know I've said it, I said it earlier. I'm trying not to be a hypocrite, but it's a case of when you look at it for yourself, mm-hmm. you'll look at your own life through your own lenses, your own memories, your own way of living. 
You're yeah. looking at your own comparisons to your own life. And yes, it's unhealthy to make comparisons with your own life and others, but you can come to terms with things. And you saying it could be worse is the first step to accepting the fact that actually you're not who you used to be, but that's not a bad thing. Other yeah. people tell you it, yeah. it's different because they're looking at it through the lens of, well, yeah, you're not going to die. I mean, you know, it's not going to do this to you permanently or whatever. You go, I, I accept what you're saying. But you're not me, so please don't tell me that. Yeah, I just, oh, just the oh, yeah. brain fog, brain fog. Mm. Ah, um, I think what we're going to do before my brain fog does take over quite considerably, yep. we're going to have to stop there. But thank you no so worries. much for coming on because yep. actually, I feel like we could carry on talking. We could for a long time. That's the thing. Like, don't get me wrong; you're more than happy to stop it. It's just I can also go and add it for an item, but that's because. This is the way I've always looked at things in life. And the one yeah. thing, my my leaving comment for anyone who is listening, hey, yeah. thank you for listening to my story for the nearly two hours we've been sat here. <laughs> but the one thing I'll say to you is just remember you are you. Yeah. Remember that although your life has changed, you're still, it's still your life. You have yeah. the power to kind of smile. Oh, yeah. And that's what I'll leave there. Because I said, we could. And I would happily go on for hours. That's why I say I said earlier, and I'll say it again whenever people have conversations with me, is if you've got a question, just ask it. Because yeah. I'll talk forever. Because for me, what I've always found in life is I don't like to leave stones unturned. That's why I've yeah. been in therapy for four years with still so much work to do. Because I don't take things at a glance. I analyze them. I look at them. I turn things over and go, what more can I find? Tell me everything, because yeah. that one little bit that you miss could be the key to you going, ah. Mm. So that's that's so that's what I'm going to leave you with. And thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Well, you are more than welcome. It has been lovely. So thank you very much for listening, guys. Um, I hope you've learned and taken as much from this as I have. And um, maybe we'll see Philip again for part two. We'll have to wait and see. But thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you on the next episode.